Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 781, recorded live on February 3rd, 2024. And here are your hosts, the man who was playing with his Wii decades ago, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who is now playing with Dave's Wii right now, Andy Lowe. Hi. Really? Like... I, sure. I, it's whatever. <laughs> whatever. If that's how you want to phrase it, if that's how you want to put it, do you know what you're doing? You are yep. a grown man. Yep. You are a grown ass adult. Yep. We mm. have an explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> How's yep. my Wii, Andy? Um, it's good. I haven't I haven't touched that homebrew channel yet. Okay, but it does have the homebrew channel. Uh, it did, and then uh, we put in FIFA, and FIFA wanted the system to update. Oh no, don't do that. Uh, well, I wasn't in control at the time, so... Oh no! So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I will, I will take a look at it later. Uh, you, you might want to just not ever touch the homebrew channel then. <laughs> I do not know if that will brick the Wii. I don't know. FIFA ran fine after that, and then we did some Mario Party. Yep. It's it's fascinating, though. Well, first off, there's the, the surprise that I was like, oh, yeah, this is what TV used to look like. <laughs> in, in what sense? Well, just, you know, the, the 480i resolution. It's like, I haven't done anything in this resolution in forever. Okay. Because before this, my classic gaming was on... The 360. With the 360, yeah, which I had the uh, VGA adapter for it. So I was able to get HD out of that without breaking a sweat. <laughs> but this thing, yeah, which is, I, had, I had the... Um, com, com, shoot, is it component or is it composite? I used to know this. Composite. Yes had that i'm like nope this is this is not well wait is it the six or the three the three the 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 classic component red yellow or yellow red and white which is technically yellow is in that one yellow is the only video signal yes in the other one you have like red yellow white blue green uh, composite cables just use a single cable to pass through the video, while component uses three. There we go. Was it just five or six? Maybe it was just five, because it was like the yellow, blue, green. Yes. Well, um, no, it's one... uh, red, green, blue, and then red and white for the audio. Um, no. Well, the, the cables were colored that way. Yes, I know the actual, you know, why. The cables why... were not, there weren't two reds, Andy. Yes, there there, there was two reds. I just installed one. Why would there be two reds? That seems... Because the component video cable was red, green, and blue. And then it had the separate audio channel, which was always red and white. Right, but okay, man, I'm, I am indeed wrong. It sure looks red, green, blue. But why would you have two cables that were both red? That's dumb. I I don't know. <clears throat> Let's see. There's a component color meaning. 
Ah, okay. The green cable, called Y, transmits the brightness. The blue and red cables, PB and PR, respectively transmit the blue and red components of the picture's color. Green components are inferred by a combination of all three signals. But how? Oh, this is going to lead me down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Y carries the luma. Yeah. Luma is defined as Y equals 0.21 times red plus 0.71 times green plus 0.07 times blue. PB carries the difference between blue and luma. PR carries the difference between red and luma, which means you have all three values you could calculate RGB. Ah, man, they did some crazy things back in the analog days. Yep. (laughs) Like, ah, how do we want to do this? Well... Um, mm. hmm. we can do it with four cables. Well, no, we don't want to do four cables. We no, could also we do it with do four cables. We could do it with three cables if Luma is defined as Y, the Luma, equals 0.2R plus 0.7. So it's a weighted average of the red, green, and blue. And then you have the difference between blue and that, and you have the difference between red and that, and therefore you can calculate... Oh, gross. Gross! Just <laughs> absolutely gross. The hue was represented by a phase shift of a color reference subcarrier. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Thus, the nomenclature derives from engineering metrics developed for the NTSC color standard. This... And of course, this is just entirely pointless unless you want to put your Wii on the TV. I mean, it's still entirely pointless even if you want to put your Wii on the TV. Yes. But it's it's why you could do it... I think if you just plug in the, the um, green wire, which is... Oh, is that why? Yeah, because... So green is, is the luma, which is the luminescence effectively, which is just black and white. Oh, so if I unplug the two other colors, I could have it'll, a black... It'll still be black and white. Weighted to the green. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen, right? If you're doing... If you have a black and white image that is made up of red, green, and blue information, you have to pick what contributes to what. And so they just took a weighted average. Huh. But yeah, you can unplug the red and the blue and you'll still have an image. Well, color me surprised. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't like it, but I see it. <sighs> Andy, I have two cans in front of me. Oh, boy. Ooh. Left or they, right? They sound empty. They are not empty. Okay. Something there sounded like an empty can. Okay. Left or right? <laughs> uh, Left. Great. They're open, but they are not empty. Okay, that's what it was. I heard the I heard the the openness is what I heard. Yeah. It's not empty though. Okay. Just sounds like it. Yep. Gotcha. These are jolly good soda. Jolly good grape soda. Hmm. Yep. The other one, well, you'll find out some other time. <laughs> In the future. I bought three cases of Jolly Good Soda. Well, it must be Jolly Good if you got three cases of it. It's pretty.
pretty good. It's it's a like locally made Wisconsin soda. <laughs> Sorry, dog. Sorry, that just was <laughs> random but funny. What? I have a dog. He I... has needs, including squeaky toys. How's your week, Vin Andy? I am, by the way, I'm exhausted. I've been up since like five this morning. Oh, well, today we got the kids up. Uh, <coughs> because we were going Strong to. Rape. <laughs> you, Sorry, you okay? go ahead. You okay? <laughs> you okay it's, there? It's just a really strong grape that I also inhaled when I drank some. So, yeah. oh, so it's kind of got like me. it's got like a Verner's effect. Then, <clears throat> no, I just have a problem when I try and drink sometimes and end up like inhaling liquid. It's never good. This is it's. Is not the carbonation. That's Werner's. Werner's is the carbonation and all the bubbles. And this is just a literally inhaled liquid. So you're telling me that you have a drinking problem. I have a drinking problem, yes. When I drink liquid, I often inhale. I also have an eating problem because often when I eat, I inhale. Oh, jeez. And that's not good. No, no, that's not. <laughs> Oh. It's also very difficult to train yourself out of. Yes. But yeah, no, we had to we had to get the kids up early this morning because uh today was the Home Depot um kids workshop. Oh fun. Which uh for some reason, starting back in uh, like November, just exploded. A lot of people wanted to do it. Yep, yep, yep. No, there was, because we had stopped by one time, and they were out. And so, like, we showed up even before they opened, and we were still way back in the line. So we had to do that this morning. And then we came home for about an hour, and then we took them, the kids, to their swimming lessons. So that was, like, an hour. Um, mm -hmm. And then we came home again, and then it was Isaac's haircut. And then we went out for ice cream after that. And then we came home and we're like, okay, no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. <clears throat> so, yes, it was a very, very busy day. And then, so, yeah, we came home and just, you know, sat around and played games and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but what was this? This week was not really all that busy for me. Next week's going to be busy for me, though. We are doing some installs for the DNR trucks. Ooh. Yes, because we have to upgrade their radios mm -hmm. with some new encryption. Um, and some of them are getting new laptops, which means we have to replace the docking stations for those laptops in the vehicles. Um, which Because, of course, the laptop manufacturer can't make it work for both. I don't know. All I know is there some of them are getting new docks, and they're in, also because of that, some of them also need new power supplies for the docks Whoa. because the new laptops are going to be pulling more power than the old than the old power supplies for the docks can provide. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of in the back and underneath the floor of 
um, forest ranger trucks, which are normally not the cleanest vehicles around since they spend their time in, in the, the woods and in the forest. <clears throat> so that's going to be, uh, that's going to be by next week. That should be fun. At, at least I presume most of them are going to come to you. Yes. Yes. We are meeting them all up at the, uh, M dot yeah. facility. So over it's, by it's not the, like you are going to be driving into the Manistee National Forest in February to go change someone's laptop dock. You say that, but Warren Warren Dunes State Park is in uh-huh. our jurisdiction, which is sand dunes right on Lake Michigan, and there's you know the forest right there too. And right. if those those DNR people have an issue, we have to travel to them. But this is not that. No, this is, this is them this is, traveling to you. Yes, to update their stuff. You only yes. go to them if they have a problem and they can't get to you. Yes, the the joys of being an entirely remote based operation, which you know ninety percent of the time is fine, except when you know when it's thirty degrees and freezing. It's like, do you get, do you guys have a garage anywhere? <laughs> Garage, look around, buddy. This is the woods. Yep. So yes, next week's garage. Gonna be the- yes, I've, I've done I've done repairs in the parking lots of fire stations and police stations and courthouses, just all sorts of random places. But that is later. Oh. I've also, hmm. I set up, we got the radon test going downstairs in the basement. So oh, you fun. can, you can be calm about that. We'll find out, uh, I get to seal it up tomorrow and send it off. And then we'll hopefully find out in less than a week. Oh, you did the, the mail-in test. Yes. That was what okay. the county gave us for free. So I see. I'm not going to look up a free I test. Should, I should get my tester back. I let my team lead borrow it. I should ask him for it back. Like, you've had it for like eight months. I think you know your radon level now, or you should. <laughs> you, you should at that point. Yep. No, I, I bought the, like, self-test electronic model that you just leave there for however long, like a week. Hmm. It is pricey. Like, it's a lot more expensive. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. But this way I can just lend it to people when they need it. Okay. Cool. Very, very cool. What do we want to talk about, Andy? Well, we got some AI topics on there, because I know that's always a a, a fun Ooh. thing to, to prod you with. To, to poke at me? Yes. To say, hey, hey, artificial intelligence, say the thing. And I'm like, I don't want to say the thing. Say the thing. No. <laughs> What do you have to say about artificial intelligence, Andy? Well, the uh, there was a... I don't remember if we talked about it, but during the New Hampshire primary, there was a robocall that used an AI-generated version of Joe Biden's voice. Yes. Saying, like, don't waste your vote in the primary. We need it in the general. Yes. Implying that you can only vote in one. Yes, or something along those lines. Anyway, um, 
very quickly after that, the uh, FCC, now that they have, you know, an act, a quorum, uh, were a, uh, have decided that their next meeting, they're going to vote on making the use of AI-generated voices in robocalls illegal. Cool. Um, what about, like, AI-generated voices with the permission of the person? Well, they said like the, AI voices to impersonate someone. Yes, that's that's really bad. But like, I, what if I want to just get a couple hundred dollars from an AI recording company so that they can just like get enough of my voice so that the AI can mimic it, so I don't need to record every line? Oh, who I was listening to that um, due to you know my presentation on artificial intelligence in a month. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they had somebody on there and they were actually asking about artificial intelligence, uh, the stuff there. And he said, well, in the lab, we only need about three seconds of speech in order to really start, you know, breaking down and generating three seconds of speech. That's what he said. He said in the lab, we need about three seconds of speech. Now this is probably under pristine conditions of some kind. I mean, well, and for a very limited output set, probably he says, recognizing the 780 plus hours (laughs) of his own speech that is freely available on the internet. Because I guess uh, there are other scammers that would call people up using AI-generated voice of family members, telling them that they were um, like in an accident or something. Yeah. There, there was one where the guy got called up and he said, like, you know, the son said he was in an accident. He got arrested, something like that. And he's like, okay, you know, this is this is my one phone call. You know, they the court, you know, has appointed me an attorney. Here's his phone number. You know, the guy is on his way, but, you know, you need to contact him for some reason. And then that person, like, dialed that the attorney. That a scam. Yep. And then the like, attorney yeah, I said. I out, but I need to have, like, X amount of money. Well, no, he was talking about something that, like, with the, he would say, like, okay, you know, you need to call up the court. Here's the docket number for this. And so there was a third number that was a fake court. Wow. Yeah, no, this was a very elaborate one with three phone numbers, three separate, you know, people all trying to, you know, to then, you know, weave an elaborate story to make it, I guess, believable. Mm hmm. And what really unraveled it, though, was the guy um, called his son's wife and was like, well, you know, I just got word that he's in jail and. Um, you need to let his work know so they understand what's going on. And she's just like, well, wait a second. And she just walks downstairs. <laughs> she just walks downstairs. She's like, why are you in jail right now? <laughs> so, what? <laughs> I'm not in jail. I'm standing right here. And she had telling him on the phone, no, he's not in jail. He's standing right here. It's like, well, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. I was looking into this. It is part of calls made with AI-generated voices are artificial voices. Well, this is what they're going to be voting on. Yeah. They will be artificial voices under the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which is a 1991 law 
which bans the use of artificial or pre-recorded voices in most non-emergency calls without the prior express consent of the called party. So it's not if if you are calling somebody and that they are okay with you being an AI voice. But how did like um, I guess you could do a like please stay on the line. If you do not wish to talk to an artificial intelligence, like hang on. Yeah. The TCPA restricts the making of telemarketing calls and the use of automatic telephone dialing systems in artificial or pre-recorded voice messages. Telemarketers are required to obtain prior express written consent from the consumers before robocalling them. So okay, so it has to be in writing. Interesting. So, getting some laws against artificial intelligence, which basically, they just said, oh yeah, no, we already have something basically on the books for this. We can just shoehorn artificial intelligence into this, into this already made law on the books. Yeah, I suppose. So let's see, uh, Bard can now do AI image generation. Oh, cool. They combined GPT and Diffusion AI. So they combined chat GPT with Dolly. And Dolly, right. Which, like, which OpenAI already did. Yep. I, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah. They're going to use Google's Imogen to text-to-image model, which is actually not part of the Gemini Pro LLM that powers Bard right now. Huh. That's kind of surprising. What was What's wrong with their LLM that they're not able to do image generation with what they've already got, and they had to... Put in something else? Put in something else. I don't know. Oh, it can have rendered accurate text and logos can be overlaid onto products and services. That's a little worrisome. <laughs> yep. If you specify what text you want to see in generated or to see generated within your prompts, Imagen 2 should follow those instructions to the literal letter. Okay. Cool. You see now I like the, the LLMs I get that, but man just Trying to understand that whole stable diffusion thing—that's just. I mean, it's it's mostly the same like base technology, right? It's just the the training is a very different thing. Yeah, it's just it's just fascinating to watch. You know, it's like okay, we did this with images, so we can take text and make images, or no, you can have images and you can get a string of text well, from that. You 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 take the text, you turn it into tokens, and then yeah. you just map the tokens to the image. Yep. Right. Like that's that there the difference between tokens to words and tokens to images is the same math. Yes. You just have to train your data set differently. Which you know they just took the already you know humongous database of. Images. Images with text right. attached to it. Right. <clears throat> so Apple now has confirmed <clears throat> that their generative AI features are coming 
later this year. Joy! Yep. Tim Cook mentioned during the earnings call on Thursday that the company is working on generative AI software features that will make their way to customers later this year. I mean, to the shock of literally no one? No, it's one of those things It's like, okay, you know, they're... They're the last big guy in the room that really hasn't done anything AI related. And to be fair, Microsoft purchased their AI. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yes, Microsoft purchased I'm sure, their. I'm sure Google did too. Let's let's also be clear. I doubt Google came up with Bard on their own. In in the same way that Apple didn't make Siri. Yeah, that's true. Let's see if there's... No, I don't... Okay, Bard. Initially based on the Lambda family of LLMs. So who did Lambda? Oh, Google Brain. So, Google Brain. Oh, there's Andrew. <clears throat> Google Brain started as a Google X project. Okay, so maybe it was Google. Yep. Microsoft certainly didn't do their nope. own, though. They, nope, they nope, that's true. Open AI. So yeah, so open open AI. Microsoft bought theirs. Facebook has theirs. Yeah, it's basically app Amazon has been dabbling in and out of it. Amazon, I feel like more along is more along the lines of, hey, look at all this computing power that we have. Right. Amazon is is in the we'll host it, you guys do whatever you want. Yeah. They're the Levi Strauss, Strauss of the um, AI gold rush. Sure. Right? They're, they're supplying the equipment. They're not going to get rich off of the flash in the I pan sort of thing. I, I do not know that, um, that reference. The people who didn't get rich on the gold rush were not the miners, but the people who sold the pickaxes. Okay. I feel like a number of miners also got very rich. Yes, there were, but there were also a large number of companies that were just suppliers of equipment for yeah. the gold rush. But yeah, no, supposedly Apple later this year. Which have you have you read anything on the Vision Pro at all or no? I saw their like hello vision pro commercial during the football game last weekend it was awful <laughs> i i say this not as someone who like has gone on record as saying apple is a terrible company but like legit i feel like it's, they're just bad commercials a, a friend of mine pointed out that like ai not ai wrong topic sorry uh vr the other two-letter acronym. VR is not a technology problem. At this point, VR is not a technology problem. And Apple is making a claim that they have a technology solution. But it's not a tech problem. It's it's a platform problem. It's a, like, we, we haven't found good uses for it yet. And everything that Apple is going like, oh, you can watch movies. Great. Cool. I can watch a movie. Can my wife and I sit on the couch and watch a movie together? Yep. Not with Apple Vision Pro? Nope. 
we'd, we'd have to have two of them. And we'd have to have some way to sync the movies. And while we're watching the movie, I can't, like, turn my head and look at her. Like, that's not a thing. The, have you seen this commercial? No, I haven't. I'm looking oh right God. now for it. It was, it was at, like, the top of my YouTube page for the whole week. Well, my YouTube um, feed is very kid-centric. I'll just say that. I mean, just search, like, Apple Vision Pro commercial. Or or here, this is this just this this screen cap is like a huge oh oh I was actually gonna watch that video. Um, a lot of people says his has been the uh, the best you know real life review on the on the Vision Pro so far. Yeah, well, there's a big difference between the ad and what you can actually see. Yep. I just love the fact that there are already people out, you know, supposedly out in San Francisco just walking around with these on. Oh, God. They're going to get mugged. They're going to get punched. Yep. I wonder what a fist looks like in Apple Vision Pro as it comes into focus. Yep. Well, uh, no surprise, iFixit has already gone and uh, torn it down. Oh, good for them. How terrible is it to, like, repair? Um, let's see. Disassembly is pretty standard for Apple hardware. Heat gun, prying, screws everywhere, brackets, and connectors. Yep. EyeSight seems like a repair Achilles heel. So many points of failure for a slightly creepy feature. <clears throat> All right. Now, wait a second. This, sorry, this... Going through that article, there's one at the bottom that says the Vision Pro isn't compatible with Bluetooth mice. Well, the the whole point is you won't need a mouse, Andy. Oh, you'll you just, just use, use your, your hands. Uh, <laughs> you you pinch and drag, which my Oculus has been able to do for six years. So again, Apple trying to pretend like oh we invented a whole new interface. No, you didn't. It's a standard VR interface, but it's fucking terrible. Uh, this sort of brings me back to when I'm watching Isaac try and work with the Wii and the Wii motes. Yeah. Just like, you know, he's trying to do something that should be super simple with a controller, you know, super simple with a controller, but the Wii just had to make it complicated just a little bit. And just watching him struggle with it sometimes is just, oh. With the motion control? Yep. Huh. I mean, it's it's a new control for him. Yep. It's a new hand-eye coordination thing that he, like, hasn't had before. Nope, that's true. And it's just, it's interesting watching him try to do certain things. And then, you know, he hands it to me and I'm just, whoop, 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 whoop. Yep. Because nope. you've had practice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really hope I don't have to. Sorry, going back to the Apple and AI, really hope that's not going to get transferred down to the phone. It's hard enough dealing with an iPhone for work. Yeah. I still haven't figured out because I've got all these contacts in Outlook, but Outlook has its own contact list that somehow isn't directly compatible with the iPhone's contact list. 
Because I've done things in Outlook that haven't shown up on the phone. I've done things on the phone that haven't shown up in Outlook. So for some reason, they're not syncing together. I still haven't figured that part out yet. I got no clue. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I got an iPhone. I'm just going to use this as a phone. And not much more than that. Yeah. Anything that, you know, I've really needed to do, I've kind of sneakily used my personal phone for just because I know how to do it on my personal phone. Oh, have you seen uh, they announced a... Because we talked about everybody getting fired at Blizzard mm-hmm. last week. Oh, they announced their new CEO, right? Yes, they, well, new president of Blizzard. Right, because the CEO is Satya Nadella. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're owned by Microsoft. Yes. So there's a new president of Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Yes. Uh... What was her name? Shoot. I don't remember her name. She used to work there, though. Like, she was a, an employee. No. No? No. Not at Blizzard. Okay. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name, uh, but Johanna Ferries? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's Joanna. Okay, Joanna. That also works. She it was the former Call of Duty general manager. Okay. So that means Activision. I mean, yeah, but... Blizzard is is Activision, right? Like, they aren't two different divisions of Microsoft. It was Activision Blizzard. Well, or, or no? They largely operated independently since the merger. So, yes, they were still overseen by um, Activision. Um, but most of the time, Bobby Kotick kind of just meddled in the Blizzard affairs. Okay. So, that's, I mean, that's why I thought she was a... a Blizzard employee was because she was an Activision employee, but no, no, apparently no, she was on the Activision side. Yes. And not the Blizzard side. And that sounds like a, a, a conflict of culture because the people at Blizzard are going to be very resentful for having this person from outside brought in. And, you know, this is going to be the, the like, Oh, but we don't want the Activision influence on the Blizzard side. Which, you know, as soon as she joined in, she wrote an email to the staff saying Activision, Blizzard, and King, which I always keep on forgetting that King is part of this, yeah. are decidedly different companies with distinct games, cultures, and communities. It is important to note that Call of Duty's way of waking up in the morning to deliver for players can often differ from the stunning games in Blizzard's realm, each with their different gameplay experiences, communities that surround them, and requisite models of success. I've discussed this with the Blizzard leadership team, and I'm walking into this role with sensitivity to those dynamics and deep respect for Blizzard as we begin to explore taking our universes to even higher heights. So yeah, no, it, somebody warned her as she was walking in, you're not welcome here. Holy shit. Did someone actually do that? No, but I have a feeling that's why as soon as she showed up, she sent out an email going, oh, it's Okay. It's okay. I don't think anyone anyone had to say anything. I think she was smart enough to be and savvy enough to be aware of that. Yeah, probably because it is. Um, she's in. She was in charge of Call of Duty, and as we know, Call of Duty has been. Yeah, a, but Call of Duty is also massively popular and has made them an incredible amount of money. Yes, no, that's what I was saying. Is she's probably a smart cookie because right, like because. Of her, Call of Duty is this way. Right. Now, what that 
Yeah. My my favorite recently learned Blizzard fact was that in World of Warcraft, do you remember they, they did like the downloadable, not downloadable, um, the, the microtransaction like horse armor for like $15? In WoW? Yeah. That mm. you, could, you could buy, um, it wasn't armor, it was a mount. It was like you could buy the mount for real money. It was like $15 for a special mount. Yes. That mount made more money than StarCraft 2. Jeez. <sighs> that's that's where Blizzard is. That single mount made more money than all of StarCraft 2. <sighs> and things are slowly just, you know, locking into place in my head going, okay, so that means this, this, and this are all because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we have? Oh, something we talked about many months ago uh, was that Amazon was looking to buy iRobot for, I think, $1.2 billion. And that fell through. Yes. On Monday, Amazon backed out of its deal due to regulatory issues. I do believe what? it was... What? Regulation? The- yes. Is there on a robot... On a home vacuum robot. Amazon announced that the robot deal has no path to regulatory approval in the European Union. Oh. Okay, so it's not regulations on the robots that Amazon was like, we don't want to deal with that. It was the, no, you are two large companies, you do not need to merge and you shouldn't merge. Yes. Didn't stop Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah, last November, the European Commission said it believed the deal had the potential to restrict competition in the robot vacuum cleaner market. Many of iRobot's competitors also sell their devices on Amazon's online store. And Amazon would technically be able to, like, prioritize their things first. Yep. But there'd be, like, no way to know if they were doing that. I mean, by that logic, Amazon shouldn't be able to sell anything that is sold in Amazon's store. And if you're going to do that, then, like, why does Kroger have their own store brand? Like, no store should have their own brand in the store if they have other brands. If they are only their their brand, that's something else. Well... You having having a Kroger brand in a Kroger grocery store doesn't really restrict the competition. If Kroger said, oh, we're not going to, you know, you sell green beans. Well, we're not going to, you know, put you in our green, you know, in our store because we got these Kroger green beans. Then I could see. I, I think the point is that they're putting them in the store, but they're putting them in like less preferential spots. Oh, you want you you don't want the Kroger brand. That's. That's in the back corner back there. Right. Like, we're going to fill the front of the store with all the Kroger brand stuff. And if you want the other stuff, you have to go to the back of the store. And it's also on the top and bottom shelf. Everything on the middle shelves, Kroger brand. So it seems Amazon had until January 10th to try and convince the European Commission to let the deal go through. But the deadline passed without Amazon offering any concessions. 
Whoa! Bezos is getting a little full of himself. Oh, that has to suck for iRobot, though. Yes. It's uh, U.S. Robotics. Uh, I thought the company was just called iRobot. Was it or no? It didn't used to be. It used to be U.S. Robotics. No, it says that they were founded in 1990 as iRobot. No. Who who was U.S. Robotics then? No. No. Did I just get Mandela again? <laughs> no. Come on. I swear to God it was U.S. Robots. Fuck. All right. I swear to God it was U.S. Robots. Okay, so regardless, like, that's really fucked up bad news for iRobot. Yeah, they're laying off around 350 employees, or around 31% of its part of uh, restructuring. Uh, The iRobot chair and CEO and co-founder of the company is stepping down. They are uh, pausing its work on devices outside of its core floor cleaning product line lineup and closing offices and facility in smaller underperforming geographies. Amazon is going to have to pay a termination fee to iRobot, but that was only $94 million, and iRobot um, recently took out a $200 million loan last year. That's not great for iRobot. Nope. Uh, bankruptcy when? That is an excellent question because, you know, I, iRobot was there and then everybody else showed up and everybody else is still there. So I feel like iRobot kind of needed something and they just got hosed. Everybody else is still going to be there. Granted, you know, it's a, what, what's the term? A falling knife? Has, uh, no handle. Yep. Falling knife is all edge. Yeah, falling knife is a colloquial term for a rapid drop in the price or value of a security. So this will we'll have to see how this goes. Yep. It's fascinating though, looking at all the other stuff that iRobot um has done with the military. I don't know that I want to know about what iRobot has done with the military. <laughs> That's actually a little worrisome. What has iRobot done with the military, Andy? Well, actually, it turns out in April 2016, iRobot so- sold off its defense and security unit with the new with a new company being formed called Endeavor Robotics. So they used to do stuff with the military, but it seems... Um, they gave that up. Yes. Which might be a bad idea, but also... <laughs> goddamn. Yep. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, let's see, where are we at? Can I ask you one thing before we get to the randoms? Andy, you can ask me whatever you want. What is this reverse sprinkler? I'm sorry, what? Feynman's reverse sprinkler problem has finally been solved. Have Have you heard uh, of this I, at all? No, I'm going to need a little more context or a little more time. <laughs> well, supposedly... So, lawn sprinkler, yeah. Yeah. You, know, have, you have the nozzles on it, you turn it on, and it starts to spin when water is pumped in. Right. 
I guess Feynman, um, our dear friend Richard Feynman, physicist—not our dear friend, but yes, very famous physicist Richard Feynman. Yes, wanted yeah. to know um, if water was sucked into the sprinkler instead, which direction would the wheel turn, or would even would it even turn at all? And I guess there was a group that actually figured it out. And the answer is? We found that the reverse sprinkler spins in the reverse or opposite direction when taking in water as it does when injecting it. And the cause is subtle and surprising. Okay. I've never heard of this problem before. This seems like a very odd (laughs) physics problem. One where they took these guys to actually build... It also feels like, of course, it's going to spin in the opposite direction. You you are reversing it, right? Like, it better spin in the opposite direction. Well, it ter- okay, so down here, lower in the article here, it says that they proposed there would be no rotation with a reverse sprinkler. The reaction force on the nozzle as it sucks in water pulls the nozzle counterclockwise, while the water flowing into the inside of the nozzle pushes it clockwise. Feynman's own experiment showed a slight tremor when pressure was first applied to pump water through the nozzle, and then the sprinkler returned to its original position and remained still. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot of mathematicians who had too much time on their hands. It's not so much they have too much time on their hands. Like, this is literally their job. And I'm sure, like, 30 years from now, someone's going to say, oh, that's a reverse sprinkler problem. We have a solution for that, and something will be solved. That sort of shit happens all the goddamn time in mathematics. Okay, so they built their own custom sprinkler that incorporated ultra-low-friction rotary bearings so the device could spin freely. They immersed their sprinkler in water and used a special apparatus to either pump water in or pull it out at carefully controlled flow rates. Hmm. Adding dyes and microparticles to the water and illuminating them with lasers helped capture the flow on high-speed video. So they found that the reverse sprinkler rotates a good 50 times slower than a regular sprinkler, but it operates along similar mechanisms. It acts like an inside-out rocket. An inside-out rocket. Yes, that's what they have called it in the paper, it looks like. I don't like it. Although the internal jets collide, they don't do so head-on. The jets aren't directed exactly at the center because of distortion of the flow as it passes through the curved arm. As the water flows around the bends in the arms, it is slung outward by a force which gives rise to asymmetric flow profiles. Wow. This this is a very complex... The math and physics in this are so far beyond anything I've studied. (laughs) Computational fluid dynamics is is crazy. Yep. I hung out with somebody for a couple of times who did computational fluid dynamics and way above me as well. Yeah. That is one area where I just do not purport to know most of anything. All I know about it is that at at certain scales, you can apply it to um, architecture. How so? So every month I have to go to staff meeting, and staff meeting is 
all staff. There are around 12,000 of us all going to the same building at the same time. You have experienced this when you've gone to like a sports game um, at a, at a big stadium, right? Like Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of people moving through hallways act as a fluid. Yep. And in fact, they act as a slightly compressible fluid, but (laughs) only up to a point. Yes. (laughs) And all like, not all, but many, many things in fluid dynamics apply to that. And it's just so weird to watch that. Like, there's one hallway that we go through where the hallway narrows because it changes from one building to the next. And, like, the, 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 the people, as they transition, speed up because they have to because there's all the people behind them and there's all this pressure behind them. But I bet once they actually does – the, does the hallway stay narrow or does the hallway expand back out again? Uh, it expands back out again way further down. Okay. And yes, as soon as it expands out, people distribute and slow down. Well, see, that's actually, um, cause air tunnels, you, you know, you can keep decreasing the nozzle size, mm-hmm. um, in order to get faster and faster wind. Yep. But it turns out at some point that, you know, you just doesn't work anymore. And it actually, they expand back out again. And which will actually cause the air to actually move even faster. Interesting. Yes, no, I have not. I have not seen that in in person. In that, people mode, there was. There, yeah, we were discussing that when we were looking at one of the wind tunnels on U of M's North Campus. Which, oh, North Campus. Yep. Yeah, I parked in one spot, and the guy's like, uh, "You probably don't want to park." there in the future and i'm like why not and he's like he points to the wall and he's like that's the blast wall and i'm like what does that mean he's like well that's the wall that's supposed to give way if there's ever an explosion in that building (laughs) and so all the force of the blast goes outward yes right where your car is parked yeah what's the chances that that wall's gonna get (laughs) blown up (laughs) i'm just like yeah you know what i probably isn't any explosive testing going on inside that building, but the building has been designed (laughs) with that in mind. I'm just going to park over here. Good call. Yeah. Well, should we hit the, uh, should we hit the randoms? Let's hit the randoms. My review. Are you ready? Okay. I would like to review the legend of Zelda, the tears of the kingdom. Going back to Nintendo again. Yep. I think it's the Tears of the Kingdom, actually. I think it's just Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Well, no, according the to Legend their... Legend of Zelda, colon, Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Uh, I have it, and I've been playing it, and I've been really enjoying it. The end. No, um... <laughs> it's... I mean, if you liked Breath of the Wild, you will like Tears of the Kingdom. It is very similar mostly the same it's it's the same engine with a couple extra tweaks um i will say that like they added a lot of currency systems outside of the rupees right in breath of the wild there are rupees you get rupees you can buy and sell things with rupees and it, it works fine technically the other currencies you have in breath of the wild you have your health and you have stamina that's it that's that's all you have to worry about health stamina rupees and korok seeds which you 
used to get inventory. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom just starts off with like three additional currencies because now you have health, stamina, and battery power. <laughs> you you literally walk around with a battery on your belt. Um, and there's also this this like three new currencies of zonai stone zonai charges and crystallized energy and then you you get the stone and you can use the stone to either buy charges or buy the crystallized energy and then you can turn the crystallized energy into the battery power it it was just it's very complex like there were multiple layers that they added on and yeah like just it's a little overwhelming at the start and it all comes at you very quickly laura is disagreeing with my statement about if you like breath of the wild you will like tears of the kingdom because she loved breath of the wild and really struggled to get into tears of the kingdom and i think in part that was due to these like different currencies so this this is the one where you have to like build contraptions yeah, so that's the other part. Um, they added building and and engineering. They, they added engineering into the game. You have to use engineering to problem solve your way through the game. Um, you don't have to do it very much in the like open world, but a lot of the shrines are, hey, here's some material. You want that ball to hit that target. And we'll drop a new ball every five seconds for you. If you don't get it to the target, then you'll have to wait for the next one and try again. Huh. You know, I'm I'm all for that type of gameplay, but, you know, when I think of Zelda, I don't think of that type right. of gameplay. That, it's kind of a, a new style of puzzle for Zelda, which is, is fine. I actually, I don't mind that. Um, well, yeah, I know that would so be up your alley. Well, except not, because I'm not an engineer. I'm a programmer, and there's a big difference. No, um, that's true. Some of my some of my <laughs> my engineering solutions to some of these problems was like I hit it harder, <laughs> and eventually, like between trial and error and brute strength and awkwardness, I can get it to work. Um, and I, I think that those those challenges maybe also are another part of Laura's um, issues with the game. That she she also is not an engineer, and so doing that type of problem solving is a very different way of thinking. <clears throat> Which I do have to say that you know is right up my alley. So, I mean the the Switch Two is supposed to come out sometime this or next year. I just gave you the Wii if you also want to switch. <laughs> we we can talk. That one might not be free. No. Um, but, like, yeah, Tears of the Kingdoms, I, I recommend it. And I, in fact, will probably try to get Laura to play it again at some point. Because um, it is, it's fun. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's got a good story. Um... I won't go into that because I don't want to talk about spoilers, but the the story's good. The acting's good. The gameplay is very similar to Breath of the Wild. The music is friggin' amazing. Oh, well, of course. God. Zelda music has always been good. Yeah, yeah. 
and just ugh, so many callbacks to so many other Zelda games. They they really knew what they were doing. I very much am enjoying Tears of the Kingdom. So available now only on the Switch. Yep. Seventy dollars. Probably. Yes, you can that's probably what it looks. Get it cheaper on certain sales at this point, though. Probably. Well, okay then. <laughs> Sorry, it's make sure you're fully equipped for your adventure with The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom hardware and accessories. Yeah, no. (laughs) Oh, God, are they still doing Amiibos? Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Didn't know that was still a thing. Very much so. All right. Well, there you go. Legends of Zelda colon Tears of the Kingdom. So, let me go to our random topic. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Where did I put it? I put it somewhere. I swear I wrote this down somewhere. There it is. Ah. What do you think when someone makes a peace sign? So we're just talking the, the classic peace sign, right? With the V? The, the throwing your, your hand up, index and middle, middle finger, finger spread? Yep. I don't know i guess it depends on the context i'm trying to think of the last time anybody's thrown me the peace sign right like peace because like an anime that's victory ah uh, you know i've seen people you know give me the just a couple of fingers like hey you know i, I do that a lot when i'm driving when i you know i pass by a police officer i kind of just do a little bit of a you know not like a really like an actual like wave wave but it's more of just like a hey yeah that's usually fingers together right it's just kind of just hand in some form (laughs) it's just it's it's hand it's hand there's just some element of hand some you know you know okay so if i'm driving all right i'm I'm miming this now i'm driving so i kind of it's for me it's like three fingers i got three fingers up (laughs) when i do it you know, not not together. Not like I've got like a like I'm I'm pew pew in them. Pew pew. But you know, just three fingers. I can do two. I feel like I'm Nixon now here. I'm just trying out all these peace signs everywhere. I don't know that I would think much of anything. And uh, again, depends on context. Yeah, I I don't know. I I honestly can't remember the last time somebody gave me a peace sign so i don't know what i would do yeah i'm just gonna be sitting here staring at my hands andy go to bed (laughs) okay i guess that's a wrap this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions comments concerns corrections suggestions remarks reviews rebukes retorts or just rants feel free to contact us you can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>